0: In Hollywood, California, we bring you Gene Herschel in another Dr. Christian story called Puppy Love. Presented for your enjoyment by the Cheesebro Manufacturing Company, owners of the trademark Vaseline, and producers of Vaseline Petroleum Jelly, Vaseline Hair Tonic, and other Vaseline specialties. When your skin feels rough and chapped, it's a signal you should heed. It's warning you that you're neglecting one of the most important organs of your body. Your skin is your first defense against infection. It also regulates your body temperature, and it is highly important in the elimination of waste. That's why it pays to keep Vaseline Jelly on hand for the quick, safe, soothing of chapped hands and face, for baby's diaper rash and other minor skin irritations, and for first-aid treatment of minor burns, cuts, and scratches. Vaseline Jelly performs three services in bringing quick relief. It softens and lubricates by supplementing the skin's natural oils, It forms a thin protective film which aids in keeping out infection when the skin is broken. And it promotes healing. Don't wait until you need Vaseline jelly. Get it now and be prepared. You can get a jar or tube from your druggist for only ten cents. This evening's drama is another chapter in the life of beautiful blind Peg Foster, owner of the splendid seeing-eye dog Mara who has become a familiar and much-admired sight in our little town of Rivers End. The curtain is rising now here in the Columbia Square Playhouse in Hollywood, and the scene is the comfortable fire-lit private office where Dr. Christian sees both friends and patients. Not that his visitor of the moment can be called a friend, however, for she is old Mrs. Jackson, crabbed recluse, who has buried herself for the last 20 years in the great white-columned house set well back in the trees next door to the doctor's office. Dr. Christian has been listening to the point of exhaustion to her complaints, so he suddenly decides to tell her the truth about herself.
1: But, Dr. Christian, aren't you going to give me any medicine at all? No. Not even a sedative for my nerves?
0: No,
2: not even a sedative.
1: Well, but why not?
2: Because you don't need one.
1: Don't need one? Haven't I just told you how upset I am? How I don't sleep or have any appetite?
2: Yes, you told me all about it.
1: Well, then why?
2: Because it isn't medicine you need, Mrs. Jackson. And I'd be a very poor doctor if I prescribed it.
1: Don't need it. What about my spells? What about my... Mrs.
2: Jackson, how long is it since your husband died?
1: Hmm? Sam passed away 20 years ago.
2: And you lived all alone in that big house of yours ever since?
1: Yes, except for Martha, my housekeeper.
2: But uh, you never had anyone to stay with you, no relatives or friends?
1: Of course not. My relatives are a worthless lot. Why would I have them stay with me?
2: And you seldom go out?
1: I've had no call to go any place since Sam died. All I've asked of this town is to be left alone.
2: Well, you've certainly had your wish. What do you do all day, Mrs. Jackson?
1: Tend to my own business, which is more than most in this place. I want other people to stay on their own property, and I'll stay on mine. And we'll all be better off.
2: Is that why you wouldn't let the boys play baseball on your bacon lot in the corner?
1: Of course I wouldn't let them. Noisy, yelling, young hoodlums. What's all this got to do with the way I feel?
2: It has everything to do with
1: it. Oh, I don't understand what you're talking about.
2: Mrs. Jackson, you can't live a bitter, lonely life for 20 years, even in a beautiful home like yours, and not pay the penalty. And you can't take a pill and get rid of its effect either.
1: Dr. Christian, are you implying... I'm not
2: implying a thing. You've been a patient of mine for a long time now. and I've done what I can for you. But it's reached a point where I'd be a very poor doctor if I didn't tell you frankly what the diagnosis indicates.
1: And what is that?
2: Less of the cup of bitterness and more of the milk of human (gasps) kindness.
1: What do you mean?
2: I mean you can't feel the way you do toward the whole world, Mrs. Jackson, and enjoy good health.
1: Feel the way I do?
2: You can't sleep well at night and have a good digestion while you hate your fellow men.
1: Dr. Christian, I didn't come here to listen to a lot of preaching. I came to find out what's the matter with me. And
2: I'm telling you, there's nothing really the matter with you except a pass this position.
1: Oh, Dr. Christian, I've... I've never been talked to that way before in all my life.
2: Well, that's too bad. It might have helped. Well, you've been coming to me for a long time now and asking how to get well, and I have finally decided to tell you. And I'll tell you something more. If you want me for your doctor, you'll have to take my prescriptions.
1: Take your prescription? I'll never come inside your office again as long as I live. Well, please
2: don't until you're ready to follow my orders. I hope you'll be feeling much better soon. Uh, This is the way out. Good day, Mrs. Jackson.
3: (laughs) Dr. Christian, for heaven's sakes, I couldn't help hearing. How'd you ever get up the courage to do it?
2: Oh, it's been coming on for
3: years.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Was I too harsh, Judy?
3: No, I don't know how you stood it this long. Everyone in town hates her so. Selfish old thing, living alone in that great big house and never doing anything for anyone. And the way she talks to the children if they happen to run across the corner of her lawn. Well,
2: since he's a neighbor of ours as well as a patient, I try to keep the peace. Oh, but today I broke down. There's nothing the matter with her, never has been.
3: Yeah, but she's in here every few weeks whining about something.
2: Yeah, I know.
3: Dr. Christian, do you think what Molly says is really true? That Mrs. Jackson sets traps and things for the children's pets when they come into her yard?
2: That's a terrible thing to say about anyone.
3: I know it is, but you realize that every kitten that ever lived in the neighborhood has disappeared? And there was Miss Hodge's spaniel and the Hines boy's fox terrier. It's all very funny, isn't
2: it? Yes. So funny that much as I've always wanted a dog, I myself wouldn't run to risk to have not born.
3: You mean because of her? Because you think she'd...
2: uh... Oh, I... I don't want to say a thing like that about any human being, Judy. But if I had a dog and it disappeared like the rest, I don't know what I'd do. So I just... Never had, never had one.
3: So that's the reason you've never let anyone give you a pet. Oh, it's a shame, Dr. Christian. It's wicked. Oh, but she couldn't be as bad as that.
2: Well, of course, there's no proof that she did such a thing. All those disappearances might have been accidents. And
3: Hmm.
2: Oh, Judy, it's late. I've got to go.
3: Yeah, Here's your bag. Oh, here comes somebody up the walk.
2: Oh, it's too late for me to see anyone else now. Uh, Tell them to come back tonight. Oh, wait
3: a minute. It's Peggy and Mara. Dr. Christian, just look at them. Look at the way Mara leads her.
2: Hmm. Mara is a wonderful dog, Judy.
3: You'd never guess Peggy was blind, would you? I'll let them in. Hello there. You
4: just made it. Oh, Dr. Judy. Christian's leaving to make his call. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I came late on purpose so as not to interrupt office hours.
2: Hello, Peggy child. Hello, Hello, Mara. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> nice girl. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Well, Peggy, I hear you're leaving us for a few days now. Well... Already for the music club convention?
4: Well, I thought I was. I'd planned to leave early in the morning. But now I can't take Mara.
2: No, why not?
4: Oh, because the hotel where they're holding the convention won't admit dogs. Oh,
2: dogs. But Mara's different. Explain to them that. Oh,
4: I have explained. But it doesn't make any difference whether she's a guide dog or not. They won't let her in.
2: I can't believe it. Why, I didn't suppose there was a hotel left in the country that didn't admit seeing eye dogs.
4: No, this one doesn't.
2: Well, they will when I get through with them. Oh,
4: no, no, Dr. Christian, please. Let's not make any fuss about it. It's their rule, and I'll have to accept it. Because it will be very difficult for me and make me feel very helpless. But it's only for a few days, and I'm going with several girls from the Institute, and they'll help me. But the big difficulty is Mara.
2: Uh, You mean leaving her behind?
4: Yes, yes. She hasn't been eating too well. I think the rest will do her good, but... Dr. Christian, I'd like to leave her with you. Me?
2: Yes. Peggy, I'd be glad to keep her, but... Well, I'm away so much, and this is no place for a Oh, but you've
4: got that grand yard you just had fenced in. She can run there. And and then you could check her food and see that she begins to eat again, and... uh, Well, oh, Dr. Christian, I suppose other people could take care of her. Mother wants to, and so does Joe. But Mara loves you. She'll be happier with you than anyone else. Say you'll take her, please.
2: Why, I... (laughs) I'd be glad to, Peggy. Oh, Dr. Christian,
3: do let's take her. I'll take care of her. I'll watch her every moment while you're away. It'll be such fun having her
4: here. Oh, say you will, Dr. Christian.
2: Well, why, yes, of course I will, Peggy.
4: (laughs) Oh, then why are you hesitating? Because
2: I'm just an uncharitable old man with a lot of foolish ideas. (laughs) I ought to be ashamed of myself for having them. Now, you run along to your convention, child. We'll keep Mara a rest, and she'll be a new dog by the time you come back. Won't you, Mara? Hmm?
4: <laughs> Perfect patient.
2: I wish I had more like her. <laughs> hey,
5: here's your paper, Miss Julie. Oh, thanks, Billy. Any news tonight? Well, there's a story about that music convention Miss Peggy's gone to on the front page. Oh today's the last day. Yes, Peggy will be home late tomorrow.
3: Billy, will you tell your mother Oh, there's the telephone. Never mind. I'll call her. Be sure to lock the gate when you go out.
5: Sure. Hello there, Mara. How are you? That's a good doggy. Hiya, Bill. Hey, come on. Red Chapman's caught a woodchuck and he's got him locked up in a cage. A woodchuck? Gee. Hey, where'd he get him? How big is he? I hey, wait for me! Hurry up! He's in a box with a netting over it out behind the barn.
3: He's a whopper.
5: Man, I never saw a woodchuck up close. How did Red get him?
3: Set a trap, and it didn't hurt him any either. It's got a door with a trick spring. And when Mr. Woodchuck went inside,
1: pop!
5: The door shut, and there he was. Yeah, that's a good kind of trap. I wouldn't use the other kind anymore, even for woodchucks, since my puppy got his paw hurt in one, and we had a... Well, you know.
3: Yeah. Everybody said it was old Mrs. Jackson set that trap. If that had been my puppy, I'd have fixed her good.
5: Well, Dad said we couldn't do anything because we couldn't prove it. Well, but nobody lets their dogs out around here anymore. Oh, gee whiz. What's the matter? I got to go back. I don't remember if I latched the gate at Dr. Christian's. I'm Mara's over there shut up in his yard. Oh, come on over and see the woodchuck first. No, no, I got to go look. I'll be right back. Mara, Mara, here Marla. Gee, I hope oh, she ain't out already. I hope I didn't leave that gate open. Judy! Judy! Billy, Did you see Mara? I just came out to feed her and I found the gate open. She was right there just a minute ago when I went out, Miss Judy. And you closed the gate tightly? I think I did. I meant to close it. You meant to? Yes, but Johnny yelled about the woodchuck. Well, when I remembered, I came right back. Oh. She couldn't get out in just that little while. She couldn't get far away, Miss Judy. No, probably she couldn't. You go that way, Billy, and I'll go this.
3: We'll find her in no time, I'm sure. She'll be right in this block. I I know she wouldn't run away. Oh, Mara,
5: Mara! Mara! Mara
2: here, Mara. I don't know what I'm going to tell that Christian. I really don't. I don't. I. John Hewitt. John Hewitt. Is Mary Hewitt over here? Yes, Joe, right here. Mary
0: Hewitt. Haven't you heard from Dr. Christian yet? No,
2: he's still out at Mrs. Holland's on the river road. But it's after midnight. I know, but Mrs. Holland's having a baby, Joe. Dr. Christian has enough on his look, mind with a...
0: here comes a car. It looks like
2: his. Yeah, he's yeah, turning this way. It is Dr. Christian. Well, thank heaven he's home at last. Uh, look, are you... Are you going to tell him? Uh, no, Mary Hewitt, you tell him. Well, well you see... Uh, uh, well, 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 what's this? Well, uh, Dr. Christian... What's all the excitement about? Been an accident? Well, sort of an accident. Now, now, go easy on Judy, will you, Dr. Christian? She's awfully upset. Well, what's the matter? Well, it wasn't really her fault, but she keeps insisting... Nobody's it w- blaming her, uh, Mary Hewitt. It was that darn kid. Will you stop arguing and tell me what's happened? Well, Dr. Christian, Mara's lost. Lost? Well, how could she be lost? Well, well she's gone. She got out of the yard. And, uh, the paper boy left the gate unlatched for just a minute and... When Judy came to look for her, she was gone. We're afraid somebody stole her. Oh, I don't believe it. Ma would make too much of a fuss. But she wouldn't run away. She never goes far, and we've looked everywhere. The whole town's out. We've even got the police and the fire department looking, and there isn't a trace of her. Well, she can't be gone. Dr. Christian, she is. Now, here, ask the men yourself. We've searched everywhere. We've been at it for hours with flashlights. We've gone through all the empty buildings. We've looked in cellarways and alleys. We've called and called. Dr. Christian, Mara's gone. And after all the precautions... What are
0: we going to tell Peggy? Heaven only knows. It's like telling her she's got to be blind all over again. Dr. Christian, we've got to do something. Haven't you any ideas?
2: Yes. I have an idea. You say it was only a few minutes before Judy discovered Mara was gone? Yes. Billy came right back as soon as he remembered, and they both started looking right away. There was no sign of her? No, sir. Well, then one or two things happened. Either someone succeeded in taking her away, or something happened to her... So she couldn't answer them when they called. Yes, but what? Uh, I... Did you look in the strawberry outside the fence? Uh, the strawberry along the hedge, of uh, Mrs. Jackson's strawberry? place? Why, no. I, uh... oh, come along and, and bring a flashlight. All right. I may be wrong, but I have a suspicion. A horrible suspicion. What is it? I wouldn't put it into words until I'm sure. Here. Play that flashlight along the hedge. Uh... Mara. Mara! I don't see Mara! anything, do you? Here, Mara. Mara. Now, she's nowhere around here, Dr. Christian. We've called for hours. Look. What? I, I thought, thought I saw something move. There, there in the bushes. Here, Mara. Mara. Th- th- there, is there is there? something right over there. See? Why, it is Mara. Yeah. Mara. Oh, what's the matter with her? She's crawling on her belly. She's hurt. She acts as though she were paralyzed. Oh, wait until she gets free of the bushes. Now. Well, what is it? What's the matter, girl? What happened to you? I bet something hit her. A, a truck or something, and she crawled in here. That was probably it. She... She looks as though she's terribly hurt, doesn't she, Dr. Christian? Yes. She's in a bad way. Oh, put the flashlight down here a moment, John. Right, then. I want to look at her eyes. There, there, girl. It's all right. It's all right. Here comes a crowd. Shall I tell them we found her? Yes. Get a board or a shutter or something for a stretcher to and, and get her up into the house. Yes, sir, I will. Uh, John, you call the vet right away. Right away. Uh, tell Judy to have plenty of boiling water. So she can make a bed of blankets in the corner of my office. Yeah, but aren't you coming in? I mean, you've got to find out what's the matter with her, Dr. Christian. I think I know what's the matter. But I'm going to make sure right now.
0: So where are you going? Well, look. Look, he's going to Mrs. Jackson's. Dr. Christian, do you want me to go
2: with you? No, no, you can take care of Mara. I'll be right back. Dr. Christian, come down and open the door.
1: I can't let you in now. It's too late. It's after midnight.
2: Come down and open the door. I'll break it down. I want to see Mrs. Jackson.
1: Oh, she's asleep. Wake up. Oh, I wouldn't dare. Oh, for heaven's sake, Dr. Christian, don't do that. I'm coming. I'm coming. You don't need to bother, Martha. I'm opening the door myself. What do you mean, Dr. Christian, coming here like this in the dead of the night? Frightening, two lone women.
2: I've come for just one thing, Mrs. Jackson. To find out what you gave to Mara.
1: And who is Mara?
2: She's the dog I've been keeping in my yard for Peggy Foster.
1: So that's what that great beast was running across my lawn.
2: Answer me. What did you give her?
1: I tell you, I didn't give her anything. If she came on my property without my consent and got hold of something that didn't agree with her, is that my fault?
2: You put poisoned Mead out in the hope that she would get it, didn't you, Mrs. Jackson?
1: I didn't know anything about her. I protected my property, as was my right.
2: What was in that meat? Answer me. What was the poison you put on that meat?
1: I don't know what it is. It's something I get from the drugstore to kill rats with. Let me see it. Dr. Christian. Let me see it. Quick. Martha, where is that bottle? Here it is, ma'am. There isn't much left.
2: There was all of that bottle and one piece of meat?
1: Yes. I don't see what difference it makes to you, what kind of rat poison I use.
2: It makes this difference, Mrs. Jackson. For years, I've suspected you of killing the pets in this neighborhood. I've tried to comfort too many heartbroken little shavers not to know that all of their kittens and puppies didn't come to a natural death. The suspicion seems so terrible that I wouldn't even admit it to myself.
1: Well, I've never... But tonight
2: I have to admit that everything I ever suspected was true. Mrs. Jackson, the dog you poisoned this afternoon is Mara, Peggy Foster's guide dog. Her eyes. Her very life. If Ma dies, you'll have killed one of the noblest creatures that ever lived. An animal that lived only to serve. You'll have done worse than that. You'll
1: have taken Peggy from freedom and plunged her into the blindness again. Stop talking to me like that, Dr. Christian. You sound as though I were a criminal.
2: In my mind, Mrs. Jackson, you're worse than a criminal. You are a murderer.
0: And so the curtain comes down on the first act of our Dr. Christian drama, Puppy Love. During intermission, we want you to hear what this young housewife has to say.
4: My visits to the hairdresser are few because Jim and I are saving for a home of our own. Well, you can imagine how proud I was to discover that I could give my hair regular salon treatments at home with Vaseline Hair Tonic. Now, here's what I do. Before every shampoo, I massage Vaseline Hair Tonic generously on my scalp until it tingles pleasantly. Next, I steam my head for ten minutes in towels wrung out in good hot water. Then I shampoo. The result? (laughs) Well, Jim says my hair never looks so soft and lustrous. And Vaseline hair tonic is so economical, too. Why, there's enough in a single 40-cent bottle for several scalp treatments.
0: Thousands of men and women keep their hair good-looking, guard against dry scalp, with the regular use of Vaseline hair tonic. Vaseline hair tonic is different. It contains no ingredients which tend to dry the scalp. It actually supplements the natural oils and keeps the hair handsome and easy to comb. Get a bottle from your druggist tomorrow. As the curtain rises on the last act of our Dr. Christian drama, Puppy Love, starring Jean Hersholt in the role of Dr. Christian, we see the doctor, Judy, the mayor, John Hewitt, Dr. Bowles, the veterinary, and Peg Foster's fiancé, Joe Hardy, keeping anxious watch over the sick dog in the doctor's laboratory. She shows no sign of returning conscious.
2: I'll need uh, more boiling water. I'm going to give Mara another hypodermic. I'll get it. Uh, Judy, you go and get some rest.
3: It's right here, Dr. Bowles. Dr. Christian, you're the one who should get some rest. You haven't left Mara all night long. It's almost 8 o'clock.
2: I want to put another hot blanket over.
3: And then will you come and get some rest?
2: No, Judy, I I won't leave until I'm sure. Dr. Christian, isn't there any chance... Ask Dr. Bowles. I told you in the beginning there wasn't a chance, but only a miracle. And there isn't going to be a miracle. Well, isn't there any change at all? No, she's still in a coma. Isn't there anything we can do? Well, Hewitt, I want to save this dog as much as you do. There's nothing I know of I haven't done. Surely you know if there's anything that Dr. I can... Dr. Christian, we know that that dog means more to you than to any of us, except Peggy. Yes. Marl was a sort of an adopted pet. A substitute for the dog i wanted all my life and never had. <laughs> Funny, isn't it? The way you'll go through all, through life, loving something, wishing for it. And yet, never able to have it. You know, when I was a little bit of a shaver, I nearly broke my heart wanting a puppy. But mother wouldn't have one around the house. At medical school, dogs were forbidden. And after that, I never had a place where I could keep one. When I came here, I thought at last I'd have my dog. But when Mrs. Jackson next door, I've always been afraid. I guess you won't have to be afraid of her anymore. No? No. When the crowd that was here tonight gets through with her, I I think she'll be glad to leave town. They? Oh, John, they They aren't planning any violence, are they? No, but they've all been sitting over there on a front lawn waiting to see whether Mara gets well or she doesn't. Well, if she doesn't, they. Nothing to do to Mrs. Jackson is going to bring Mara back. I know that. But they feel a little town like Rivers End isn't big enough to hold them and a woman like that. So I imagine Mrs. Jackson will be moving. Oh, get that, will you, Judy?
5: Yes.
3: Hello? Hello? Yes, Martha. Yes. She is. And I'll tell Dr. Christian. Martha, Mrs. Jackson's housekeeper, Dr. Christian. She says Mrs. Jackson has had one of her spells. She wants you to come over right away.
2: Tell her I can't come now.
3: Dr. Christian can't come now. He. What? She says you've got to come.
2: Tell us he'll have to call another doctor. Uh,
3: What? Oh. Oh, really? Martha says Mrs. Jackson says she won't have anyone but you. She's terribly sick. In fact, she says she's dying.
2: I don't believe that. But even if it were true, I couldn't leave now.
3: I'll tell her.
2: Judy. Find Dr. Bolt's the hypodermic. Hurry!
3: Uh, uh, he can't come, Martha. No. No, he can't leave Mara. Here you are, Dr. Bolt.
2: I don't suppose it means anything, Is it? but... Is there any change? Mara open to ice. There's just a possibility. How long? Oh, it won't be much longer. We'll know one way or another very soon. If she comes out with this coma... There's it...
3: a car stopping out in front.
2: Oh, it looks Dr. like... Dr. Christian, it's Peggy. Somebody's brought her home. Oh, she mustn't know about Mara. Not yet. What are we going to do? Oh, I don't know. Well, it's too late to do anything now. Here she comes.
4: Dr. Christian. Dr. Christian, I'm home.
2: Hello, Peggy. Peggy. Oh,
4: why, Joe, what are you doing here so early in the morning? I thought I was going to surprise you all by getting home ahead of time. Mm. There's, what? there's something wrong, isn't there? Dr. Christian, Joe, are you all right? Where's Mara?
2: Look. Mara lifted her head when Peggy called her name.
4: What? Say it again, Peggy. Call Mara. Why? My... Call, I tell you.
3: Mara. 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 Dr. Christian, she's conscious. She's moving. Oh, look at her.
4: Mara. Mara. Where are you? Dr. Christian, is Mara? Is she?
2: Mara's all right, Peggy. Oh. I believe we are going to get our miracle. Oh. I believe Mara's going to get well.
1: want to see me dr christian and i don't blame you but i just had to say a few things
2: i think everything's been said that's necessary mrs jackson i'm sorry i was a prank the other night but well we won't we won't go into it now you'll have i'm sure you will have no difficulty in finding another doctor
1: i don't want another doctor i won't have any doctor but you
2: well i'm afraid you'll have to
1: dr christian would you feel any different about it if you knew that a lot of things have changed for me since the other night...
2: My, I don't know. I...
1: Ever since Sam died, I've been a resentful, bitter old woman. I've hated everybody, and I've made them hate me. Sam was all I cared about in the world. And when he was gone, I just wanted to be alone with my grief. I never realized how downright wicked I was getting to be until the other night, when you made me see just how I looked to you.
2: Mrs. Jackson, I'm I sorry, never but...
1: wanted to harm anything, really. I just wanted everything, people, animals, to stay away. Oh, I don't know why I did it. Sam would hate me if he knew the kind of person I've been. It was you who made me realize that, Dr. Christian. I can't undo the things I've done, but I'm going to change in the future. I'm going to be a real friend and a real neighbor. Oh, will you help me to begin?
2: I'll be glad to.
1: Dr. Christian... The other night, some folks found out that the one thing you'd wanted all your life was a dog. They also found out that River's End would like to express what it feels about you by giving you something you'd really like. So they put the two together, and they've been kind enough to let me be the first on a subscription list to give you the best German Shepherd dog money can buy.
2: You're going to give me a dog?
1: We've got one all picked out. A brother Tamara, a dog for Dr. Christian. With the love of River's End.
0: And the curtain comes down on another Dr. Christian story starring Gene Hirschholt in his most famous role, The Country Doctor. Mr. Hershold will be here to greet you in person in just a moment. Meanwhile, may I say a word about the products that make this program possible? Here's a friendly warning that bears repeating. Any skin injury, however slight, deserves careful protection. So keep a jar or tube of Vaseline jelly always on hand and be on the safe side. Vaseline jelly is carefully refined in the process of manufacture. It's free of all harsh or harmful ingredients, pure enough to eat, safe to use on the most delicate skin. It pays to play safe. So look for the trademark Vaseline when you buy. Ask your druggist, too, about the special benefits of other products bearing the Vaseline trademark. Vaseline borated jelly, Vaseline carbolated jelly, Vaseline camphor ice, and Vaseline lip ice. The artists you heard tonight included Gloria Holden, young picture actress as Peg Foster, the blind girl, Rosemary DeCamp in her usual role as Judy Price, the doctor's secretary, and Martha Wentworth as Mrs. Jackson, Barry Kroger as Joe Hardy, and Jerry Moore as Mayor John Hewitt. Now our star, Gene Hersholt, as Dr. Christian. <laughs> what is next week's story, Dr. Christian?
2: It's a play called A Bad Case of Quarantine, and it concerns the Robertson family and the children Patsy and Bud. It's an amusing story for the whole family. And so until next Tuesday at this same hour, I'll say good night.
0: Don't fail to listen to Gene Herschel's Dr. Christian drama for next Tuesday night, which is called A Bad Case of Quarantine. This is Arthur Gilmore bidding you good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.